What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to another Sports Talk podcast. Today, it's a bit, it's a pretty busy episode as we have to go through all of the uh, Super Wild Card Weekend games, and there were six of them, so we have all of that to go through. We are going to review my predictions that I made um, for the weekend, see how those did, and then we still also have to talk a quick preview and a prediction on the Alabama-Ohio State game that's going on tonight uh, for College Football Championship. So we have a pretty busy episode today, but before we get on to all of that, um, I just want to guys give you guys a quick update on a few things. So I'm thinking of changing the name of this. I feel like this is too generic, and it's not really that good. So if anyone who's listening has a good name for it, please let me know because I want to kind of change it so it's not just Sports Talk Podcast. It has a little bit more meaning to it, so people can. it's a little bit more out there for people to see. So I'm hoping to do that soon. And uh, someone uh, uh, contacted me telling me they found a good microphone to use. So I'm thinking about buying that pretty soon to start using so then that I can start using a better quality audio for this type of thing. So those are the main two things I just want to kind of get out of the way quickly. But um, we can start now for the the games here. Um, so the first game on Saturday was the Bills versus the Colts. Um Bills haven't won a playoff game since 1995 against the Dolphins. So they really wanted to come in here and win. Um, they allowed fans into this game, actually. So it did feel like a home game for the Bills. And the Bills fan base is crazy sometimes. The Bills Mafia is what they call them. Um, they they were loud, and I definitely have a feeling that that played a role into this, if you guys did not know. Bills won 27-24. But it was such a good game for it. Being a two-seed versus seven-seed is a really good game. Both teams looked amazing for basically the whole entire game, except later in the game, I think the Colts kind of struggled, which I'll get into that in a little bit. But um, I really thought for how well the Colts were playing in the first half that they should have been winning this game to start it off. I mean, they... I felt like they were playing super good, but yet the Bills were still finding ways to win lead as they were up 14-10 at half. And then they 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 shut out the Colts in the third quarter, and then the Colts actually outscored the Bills in the fourth, but it wasn't enough. But I thought, like, the Colts, for, for how much of underdogs, I guess they weren't, like, big underdogs in this game, but everyone had the Bills, of course, winning as they're super hot right now, and they were able to stop them. Like, I mean, the Colts only gave up 27 points, which is a... Is, is pretty big, I feel like, as the Bills have been scoring 40 points a game lately. Um, but I have to give <clears throat> props to the Colts for uh, battling in this one. It was it was really close the whole game. They It, it just felt like the Colts... Sh- I feel like the Colts honestly should have won this game. I feel like they played really well. And I don't know, I just... The Bills, don't get me wrong, the Bills still played very well. Um, I mean, Josh Allen, 324 yards, two touchdowns. I'll do it every time for you. And I'm, I was just going to get into this. The Bills are a very scary team this year um, in the playoffs. I mean, there's not a team that I feel like can stop them, and the Colts almost did. But I feel like the Bills kind of had to get some of those playoff triggers out. I mean, a lot of them aren't used to playing like this in big games, so I feel like that was a big problem. And Phillip Rivers, he's been there many times and he showed that with 309 yards and two touchdowns so he showed that he was playing well um as well same with Jonathan Taylor 78 yards and one touchdown that's good for a rookie getting him getting him playoff minutes as hopefully they can make it back uh next year but this game was definitely a lot closer than I expected I I wasn't surprised for how close it was at halftime I was honestly surprised the Colts were playing so well at halftime but I was more surprised that the Bills didn't 
didn't pull away in the second half. They only scored three points in the third quarter. So that didn't really do too much for them. And then in the fourth quarter, they got outscored 14-10. So I'm surprised the Bills didn't do better than that. I feel like if they want to make a Super Bowl run, they'll have to do better than that because, like, the Chiefs will be – they'll or even possibly the Ravens at some point, those teams probably could – um outscore them in the second half if they need to better teams than the Colts could come out in the second half and beat them I feel so I feel like the Bills need to play better but they still looked very good um they're gonna be a team that you're gonna have to worry about the rest of the year I mean I have them winning the Super Bowl so almost lost my Super Bowl team right away but it was a good game it was a great way to start the weekend off of a bunch of other very good games but yeah it just overall I felt like the Colts played well um the Bills I mean, they played good. Don't get me wrong; they dominated. But I just think that if they want to start, if they want to make it to where they want to go, the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, they're gonna have to do better than this. Because I just feel that maybe it wasn't, it wasn't their best performance. We we can say that. I mean, Josh Allen still threw threw for three hundred twenty four yards and two touchdowns. But I just and Stephon Diggs one hundred twenty eight yards, one touchdown. So I mean, it, the score. Makes the game look a lot closer, I feel like, in the second half. I mean, I feel like the Bills always had control of this game. But I just don't... I feel like if they're going to want to win bigger games in the AFC Championship or even this next weekend, they're going to have to... Their offense might have to score a little bit more, which I know they can do, so I don't think they'll have a problem with that. But um, the other thing was the, the Phillip Rivers' last drive did not was not good at all. Um, he... They didn't have much time to work with. I don't remember exactly how much time, but it was definitely probably two minutes, if not under two minutes to go, and they had the full length of the field to go. So they didn't really have any time out, so he was throwing to the sideline. But instead of actually throwing the people on the sideline, he would literally just throw it out of bounds. So he literally lost two or three downs right away off of just throwing the ball out of bounds, and I really think that hurt them because then they were literally, they could have been in field goal range if they would have just worked the worked the sidelines, got 10-yard quick out routes, got to them, and then they could get down the field and kick a field goal and go into overtime, and then it's anyone's game right there. But I really just feel like that last drive wasn't the best for Phillip Rivers. I know it's hard when there's only so many seconds left, and you don't want to waste too much time trying to wait for your wide receivers to get open and all that, so I understand that. But I feel like they could have had a better last drive. Um but it is what it is. The Bills moved on. The Colts are going to have to look, see. Um, Phil Rivers might retire, they say. I don't. I feel like he'll play a, at least one more year, maybe a couple more. He just, I mean, he didn't look bad. He didn't throw an interception, 309 yards. He looked good, so why stop now? If it, if it, Obviously, he can still make the playoffs and play against a very good team in the playoffs. So I have a feeling that we'll see him back uh, next year. Um, but then the game after that was Seahawks versus Rams. This game wasn't as fun to watch. For me, I mean, it was, it was close, but it never felt like any. It never felt like the Seahawks were gonna win this game. I don't know why. I just felt like <clears throat> the Rams' defense played amazing. We'll get to that in a little bit, but I just want to first go off the butt that the both teams didn't look good for majority of this game. Um, if you guys did not know, John Wolford started the game because Jared Goff he Jared Goff was active, but they weren't gonna start him. They were gonna put him behind John Wolford. And then only a couple minutes into the game, John Wolford scrambles, and he got hit in the head by uh, one of the Seahawks players. I don't remember the guy who did it, but uh, and he ended up actually having to go to the hospital because he had a neck injury. I heard that he got out like before the game was even over. He was released from the hospital, so I think he's good, and he's actually day-to-day for the next week's game uh, since they did win 30-20 to against Seattle uh, 
first upset, as if you would like to say. I don't know how much of an upset it is, but it is the first one. Um, so he is day-to-day for the next game. Uh, so he could be back, which I did not think so, because he did not look good when he was leaving, and he literally left in an ambulance. So I was like, oh, he'll be done for season. But no, he's he has a chance of coming back next weekend and playing. Um, but he played only through six passes. Three of them are completions for 29 yards. But then Jared Goff came in with... He basically had staples in his finger from his uh, surgery he had earlier in the week. And, I mean, he didn't play amazing, 155 yards, one touchdown, but he got the job done. Um, Cam Akers had a really good game, one touchdown, 131 yards. So I thought he really stepped up um, to kind of give them this win. But the big thing that I think got the Rams this win was their defense. Aaron Donald plays, played amazing. I mean, he might be out for the next game because he had uh, some injuries, but – or he got he had like a rib injury late in the third or fourth quarter, so he he's day to day I guess. Uh, the coach says that he's hoping that he'll get in. Uh, it was Donald and Cup that both got injured in this game, but their coaches, the coach said that that he sh- they should be back for this next one um, on Saturday against the Packers, but they do not know about the quarterbacks yet. So I'll uh, look into that and find out when that comes about. But the defense for the Rams played amazing. Five sacks. They uh, they forced eight punts. And let's just show this, that there was eight punts for the Seahawks, seven punts for the Rams. So both teams had to punt the ball a lot. Um, but the Seahawks had a fumble and an interception thrown on them. So the Rams' defense stepped up big time in this one. And I personally think that's why they won this game. Because they just, they dominated on the defensive side. I mean... Yes, the the Seahawks were able to get Medcalf going late, and I don't know how I feel about this guy. He he complains when he doesn't get the ball, and I understand he's a he's a young guy, but he still had two touchdowns, ninety six yards, and I mean it was funny because literally he was yelling at Russell Wilson, yelling on the sideline, and then the next drive they go to him, and it was a pick six off of a screen. So that just shows what's going on there is like if you don't give him the ball he's gonna be mad and then he's gonna force things because I bet I already I bet the coaching staff and Russell Wilson wanted to give him the ball so he would shut up and that's what happened pick six and I think that really hurt that kind of changed the game gave the Rams some momentum and they just kept it for the rest of the game but the big thing you can will go on that is that Rams defense was crazy and it could carry them if they can play like that if they can get Donald back and if they can get they were they were pressuring Russell Wilson every play like even if he didn't get sacked, Russell Wilson didn't have much time to throw the ball, and if he, and if like he found time, he would scramble and he wouldn't like be able to make plays. I guess he would just have to worry about not getting sacked the whole game. And I think that really that was like what kind of changed the game was is that how much pressure they were able to put on him. So if the Rams defense can stay like this, I think they have a chance of winning more games. It's just can their offense figure it out because as of like. If if the Rams defense can't wasn't gonna be able to force turnovers in this game, I don't think they would have run won because the Rams offense was not good for the whole game. Um, they they really struggled, and I mean it makes sense. Uh, Jared Goff had staples in his throwing hand, like his finger, so that hurts. That you he even they even showed some slow mos of him throwing the ball, and it just it didn't look like he was coming out of his hand right. Um. But I really do think, yeah, the Rams' defense, they're scary. They they could carry them a lot farther than people I th- assume that they would probably go. Next week is going to be a, a tough test against uh, the Packers, so we'll have to see where that goes. But that was a big thing. And, I mean, Jared Goff, I mean, it doesn't look like he played well, but he battled. I mean, anyone who goes out there after having surgery, I mean, that's a that's that's hard to do. Um, I respect it. And he got the win. He, he Will he play next week? I don't know. It's up in the air still of who's going to play, but 
I really truly think this game went down to the defense and then the Seahawks offense I mean they looked decent but Wilson didn't look like he was on he had a couple missed throws there was a couple times where he had DK Metcalf uh deep down the field and he just missed them I don't know what was going I mean it's probably part of the pressure that was getting put on him but I just I, I this is the one I got wrong I thought the Seahawks would win but was I surprised about this game? No, because I know the Rams have a crazy good defense. But I really thought Seattle, being in Seattle, I feel like if there's fans there, it would have been different because Seattle's fan base is crazy. But, I mean, it is what it is. And now the real question is, like, what's up next for them? Because I feel like every year they're at this point where the Seahawks are a good team, but they never can get back to the Super Bowl after that one year. I just feel that maybe this is – that they need, they need to make some changes because – Obviously, it didn't work out for what was what was happening. It just looked like the whole team was kind of... I mean, the defense looked fine. The defense looked good, but I mean, that's going to happen when you're playing against uh, a not good offense. But um, their offense, I think I, they have the weapons. They just need to put it together, and I think they will as time goes on. DK Metcalf's only going to get better next year. Um, if they can keep their guys, they'll be fine. But I think uh, this was a big wake-up call for them, and I think uh, Russell Wilson, I feel like he'll come out next year and he'll be good. I feel like he's going to put a lot of work in this offseason and get a lot better. So uh, we'll go on to the next one then. Uh, Washington and uh, Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So before this game, Washington was coming in as big underdogs uh, coming into this game. And then uh, about, I don't know, maybe I was watching the Seahawks-Rams game, and I get a notification on my phone, Alex Smith is out for the game. And I was like, that's definitely not good because they, they dropped Dwayne Haskins and they released them earlier in the uh, or early in the month. So who's it going to be? And uh, it was Taylor Heineke. If you guys don't know who that is, um, he plays for them. He played at the College of Old Dominion. And then he ended up playing in the XFL for a little bit, which if you guys don't know what that is, it's just a different football league that goes on in the spring, basically. It's not happening right now. It was going on, and COVID hit, and they didn't have enough money, so they canceled the season, and then someone bought it again, and they're doing it. It's a confusing league. It's weird, but um, that's how it, that's, that's basically what it was, is he played in the XFL, but I don't even think he started. He was a bench player in there, so he didn't really get a lot of reps, um, but he played amazing. He played so good in that game. I, I'm going to check on his stats real quick. Let me check that out quickly. Uh, 306 yards, only one touchdown, one interception, but he did rush for 46 yards and another touchdown. So he, I personally think he found himself a job for next year. I think that the Washington Reds, sorry, Washington football team needs to sign him again because he played amazing against a good Buccaneers team. Like, the defense, the Buccaneers defense is good. They kept pressure on him all the time, and he found ways to get out of it. There were times where I thought he was sacked, and all of a sudden he'd come out of there running, and you'd get five, six yards out of it. So it's just like he played really well for the circumstances he was under. You know, didn't expect to play. Came in the last minute, started against a good defense. Again, and everyone else is already saying, oh, you guys aren't going to win. I mean, he was literally, the announcer said he was in online classes right now because he was going to back to get his degree. He didn't have a job earlier this year in the NFL, so he went back to, to school to get his degree. And then the Redskins, sorry, I keep calling them the Redskins, the football team picked him up. And so he's literally in the middle. Like they were saying he literally has finals coming up. Um, hopefully they don't make him do that after he just played an amazing game, but he probably won't need that. Cause I really feel like after how well he played that he has a job now. Um, I, I mean, one interception, but that one interception was kind of weird. It was like, 
it was like pat it was a batted down ball and it, it I wouldn't really count it as an interception if I had to. It was, it, it kind of sucked. It was it was weird. It was like they were doing really well, and then he just kind of like threw one, and it either slipped out of his hands or it was like tipped or something, and then the Buccaneer or yeah, the Buccaneers intercepted it. So, um, there's that. But I do, I think I remember like all night. I just saw on social media that he was he played out of his mind, and I mean I saw it. He was playing amazing, and I, the whole game was like, it was like close but not close. Like the, I felt like the whole entire game was always the the team needed to score and then get a stop and then score again. So it was like it was close the whole game. I mean, it definitely was a chance. I mean, they only lost by eight points, so um, they were definitely in it the whole game. Uh, but like early in the game, it felt like it was kind of a blowout. And then in the second half, I feel like they kind of picked up. But Taylor uh, Heineke actually got injured in the fourth quarter and was in the locker room, and they're about to bring this other guy in. Don't even know his name. Never heard of him before. He never even got out there because he was warming up, and then all of a sudden Heineke came back out of the locker room and started playing again. You could tell he was in some pain, so that would be good if they were able to get him healthy and then a new contract and have him playing next year. But it just looks like, I mean, the overall game, I mean, Tampa won 31-23. But Tampa is supposed to be, like, a top-tier team. Like, Tom Brady, I mean, 381 yards, two touchdowns. Like, yeah, that's good. But he he didn't look himself today. And I don't know what happened, I guess. Um, they I just feel like Tampa Bay needs to do better if they want to make a run into the Super Bowl because Washington just, they're not, I mean, they're 7-10. and 10. It just shows, like, they're not a good football team. Um, they came out of the worst division in the NFL, and Tampa Bay is, I mean, you wouldn't say one of the best teams in the league, but they're, they, they're, they're, they're decent. And so you're telling me they only beat them by eight. That's kind of scary when you have to go into the next week's game um, playing the Saints. Uh, I think they're going to have to figure something out because you can't be beating, I mean, it's a win. A win is a win. You can't discredit them from that. And, I mean, they, they played well. I thought they played really well. Um I mean, 31 points is nothing to be, like, ashamed of. I thought they, they, they played fine. I just feel like their defense giving up 23 to a team who I don't even think has been scoring. Like, I mean, I guess they have been scoring a decent amount of points all year, but not 30, so I don't know. It's just I feel like they they could have played better. I'm just surprised how close it was, I guess. I, I guess I can't say that Tampa Bay didn't play well because they did. I just, I'm just i surprised it was so close. I guess I'm surprised that Tampa Bay allowed Washington to be, like I was expecting this to be a 2-3 possession game by the game that ended, but it was um only a one possession game. And I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, Washington had the ball for a while there. And then, oh yeah, some they had some penalties go against them. So all of a sudden it was like fourth and 20 or something. So they had to throw up a deep one and it didn't work. But... Tampa Bay moved on. Tom Brady has another chance uh, to make it into the NFC Championship this year. Never done that. Only been on the AFC side. So that'll be interesting to see uh, uh, next week. Uh, so those are the Saturday games. So Saturday games were really good games. All of them were basically one possession besides the Rams games. But that game was close basically the whole way. So the all three of those games are really good. And then we'll get into the Sunday game. So the Sunday noon game was the Titans versus the Ravens. Um, so this one, a little bit of a back going back earlier in the season, um, the Titans 
played at Baltimore and won. And they went to the middle of the logo and started dancing on there, stomping on it. It was a bunch of weird stuff was going on there. So they have a bit of a rivalry going on right now. Both teams don't like each other. Going into the game, Lamar um, hasn't won a playoff game yet. He got the one seed last year. He choked in the first round against Tennessee. So he lost that game. Um... So there's just a bunch of stuff going into this game saying, okay, like, this game is going to be physical. And it showed that right right away, basically. But um, I was really surprised. The Titans actually went up early 10-0 on this team. And I, I remember I was watching this game, and it was 10-0. And I was like, it's over. Like, the Titans won because I just, with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and the Brown, they, I just feel like they were all going to find ways to go, like, to win this game, forgetting that Tennessee's uh, defense is not 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 good at all. Um so yeah, Titans went up 10-0 early in the first quarter, and I was like, oh, this game, it's it's over. And then all of a sudden, because it was 10-0, it was, it was um, the Titans were winning early, and then Lamar threw a bad interception. It was like, I don't know if the wind caught it or what, but he threw it, and it was like a real, it was a probably a 40, 50-yard throw. And all of a sudden... It just like it wasn't even close to the, his wide receiver, and I was like, that was really bad. And he, I mean, Lamar had an okay day, 179 yards, one interception. I think it was windy, so it was hard to throw the ball. But like, yeah, that was not a good throw. So then that happened. Then they scored again. So it was 10-0, and I was like, this is really about to be a blowout. Like we had such good games yesterday, and now today's game is about to be a blowout. Um, but I mean, hey, they, the Ravens battled back, scored 17 unanswered points and, uh, took the lead and they ended up winning 20 to 13. Um, there was, it hit the two minute mark and we came back to the game and the Titans had the ball and Tannehill missed a wide open, uh, Brown, uh, AJ Brown was going down the field and I don't know if Tannehill just like predetermined he's going to throw to this guy and only this guy because he didn't even look in his way. And if he would have, it would have been a touchdown. He probably would have had the Titans moving on in this game. But um, he tried to throw it and his interception. And basically from there, all they had to do was give it to Lamar. And Lamar is fast. I mean, like we already knew this, but he is so, he just, he was cruising down. He scored a, t- a rushing touchdown and it was like, it looked like he was going to get sacked. And it was like, okay, he got out of that. And it was like, oh, he's going to get five yards. And I was like, okay, he got it past that. I was like, okay, maybe a first down. And all of a sudden he scored a touchdown. It was like crazy what he did he had 136 rushing yards one touchdown so I mean he Lamar I mean they say he's a running back more than a quarterback and he definitely showed it this game that um he basically is uh, a running back here but both quarterbacks didn't play well uh, Ryan Tannehill 165 yards one touchdown one interception so nothing amazing there but the main thing I want to talk about the main thing I think that hurts the Tennessee Titans not even just in the playoff game but early when they play the Packers when they play these other teams is if you can shut down Derrick Henry you're gonna win against the Titans Derrick Henry 40 yards zero touchdowns he averaged 2.2 yards a carry like he just and I'm not saying like he's bad but I'm saying like if you a team NFL team has a whole entire week to prepare for a game so like Monday morning teams wake up and go to practice maybe they have an off day but like tuesday wednesday thursday friday like leading up to the games they they prepare for the next week's game and so when you have derrick henry type of player very good leading rusher in the league all this time i heard a stat the other day you just take his fourth yard or fourth um fourth quarter uh rushing yards he's got 
he could be like a top five rusher this season. Like, it's crazy. He's crazy good. But if you give a football team a whole week, definitely in a playoff game, I feel like they can center on that. Okay, if we stop Derrick Henry, make Tannehill throw, and you can see he can't do that with 165 passing. I know. Don't get me wrong. Ten Hill's a good quarterback. I have him in my fantasy league. In the playoffs, he scored me like 50 points a week. So he did really good for me. But I just feel... I was surprised Derrick Henry didn't do as well as he did. I don't know. I just like... I don't understand... Like he's... And he hasn't been playing well lately. Like as of... I mean the past couple weeks... I mean he played the Packers just as snowing as bad weather. But he still didn't play well then. So I feel like if a team really determines themselves to stop him, they will. And I think that's the problem with the Titans right now. Is they don't have a second option to go to. Like Tannehill, yeah he's good. But he's not going to go... He's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to carry you down the field. So... um, That definitely showed in today's game. um, Or in the game uh, yesterday. That... The Ravens, all they had to do was stop them. And once they figured that out, once they could get their offense rolling, um, they they did well. And the Ravens and both teams, I mean, it was a dirt. It wasn't a good game, but after the interception from the Ravens, after the Ravens intercepted ball, they went to the local and started stomping on it. There's no handshakes. I'm certain. Sorry, the audio cut out for some reason. That was uh, my bad. I'll make sure to get that fi- uh, figured out. But so yeah, there's no handshakes in this game, um, which I mean. I mean, there were obviously some, but like Lamar Jackson, when the game ended, he he walked out um, into the locker room and some others did. I mean, that's a rivalry. I mean, you're going to have that. Uh, these these guys are paid to go compete in big games like this. And I mean, when you're competitive like that, and I mean, Lamar's been told again and again and again that he can't win playoff games. Or he can't win the big game, and he did it this time. So, I mean, what's next for him? I mean, it's probably going to be like, oh, he can't win against the Chiefs or he can't win the Super Bowl. Like, I'll, I don't think he can win a Super Bowl this year. This, they don't have the team. They don't have the wide receiver depth. They don't have anything to do it. But um, in the next couple of years, he definitely could. But uh, So, I mean, hey, respect to Lamar for getting his playoff win. Um, that, was, that was basically uh, all for that. But um, then we'll get in. So those, those first four games were really good this week. Uh, this weekend. But then you get to the, the afternoon game Sunday, the night game Sunday. And they... They weren't good. And so I'm going to go into the Saints versus Bears game. So this is the Nickelodeon game. I'll get talking about that in a little bit. I'll talk about my opinion on that. But um, this was a bad game. This The Bears are so bad. Like, Trubisky, I don't like him. I mean, I'm not a Bears fan, so I mean, I'm fine because then he plays against the Packers and throws five interceptions for us and we win. But the Bears are so bad. Like, they did not play well at all during this game. I'm going to show you the stats for this. I'm going to talk about the stats here. Mitchell Trubisky, 199 yards, one touchdown. Um, Montgomery, only 31 rushing yards. It's just like they... And then there's Drew Brees, 265 yards, two touchdowns. Like, that's a that's a playoff right there. That's a playoff quarterback. And then you have Mitchell Trubisky. I'm surprised they didn't put in Foles in the second half when it started going downhill. Because I'm pretty sure he's healthy again. So I was like, why not put him in... Uh, and for you guys, I mean, 21-9. to 9. The Bears scored three points for, through the first three quarters. And their last touchdown was as time expired in the fourth quarter. So it was like a, it was a stupid little touchdown that doesn't even matter. Um, yeah, it was – this game made me so mad. I was hoping the Bears would win because then that means the Packers got to play them and we could absolutely murder them in the divisional round at Lambeau. But – it's just like the Bears, first the Bears defense was awful. I swear every time the Saints got into third and 10, third and 11, third and 12, 
they would convert it because the Bears literally can't make an open field tackle. Like, there's so many missed tackles on it. Like, in a Camaro, like, it looked like you'd be stopped and you just keep going. And, I mean, like, I don't care. I'm not that big. It wasn't a big deal to me. It was really nice to watch these games this weekend and not be stressed out for a Packer game. Like, it was good just to watch six good football games this weekend. But, um... Yeah, the the Bears did not play well. I mean, for everyone saying, oh, yeah, they 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 have a chance to, to upset the Saints. Yeah, they didn't look good at all. I mean, Sims had a wide open, the, their, uh, or Wilms, sorry, not Sims, J- Javon Wims had, had a wide open touchdown. They did some trick play where they did some reverses, and then it was wide open in the end zone he dropped, and I think that changed the game. I personally think that that, that, that shifted momentum to the Saints, and they took it from there. But, um, yeah, the the Bears' defense was really bad. The Bears' offense was awful. I swear they couldn't get anything moving. And even when they would, like, it would be, like, a little bit of hope. Like, there would be times where they would be, like, fourth and one, they would try and go for it, false start. Or there would be times the Saints. The Saints were literally, the, they were literally doing everything that a normal football team would do. Fourth and four. Try and get them to go off sides. And they would every time. The Bears would just jump. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, you guys are that bad? I mean, and I don't want to say that. I hate saying plays are bad. Because, like, they're in the pros. And I'm down here in my basement talking about the games. Um, So, like, I have nothing to say for that. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like as a professional player, you know, okay, they're going to try and jump us off sides. And then they still jump anyway. So, the Bears are a mess. They're going to have a big offseason to figure out. Do they want to keep Mitchell Trubisky? Do they want to keep their uh, coach? Like, what do they want to do with their future? So, they have a, a big offseason to find out what they want to do. So, but, I mean, I'm done with the Bears now. I'll stop talking about them. Yeah, they were bad. Who cares? The Saints look good, though. I mean, like, they looked like a very good team. Yeah, they only scored 21 against a pretty bad team. And I mean, early in this game, it it was not. It was it was seven to three at halftime. So I mean, like it wasn't amazing, but like, if the Saints' defense can do that every game, keep teams at nine points, they'll be fine. But like, I thought Drew Brees looked really good. Like I said, Elvin Kamara looked looked good again. Um, I, they would have been fine, but uh, one drive, Taysom Hill uh, fumbled the ball. So uh, that was a mistake. I, I don't know. I don't know why they use him so much. I personally don't like him. I personally think like if you have literally one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Drew Brees, you, he should be on the on the field every single play. But um, that was just that was just my my opinion on that. But so yeah, the Saints looked good though. They get to move on after they won twenty one to nine. But the big thing I want to talk about this game is in, it was on Nickelodeon. So if you guys didn't know, Nickelodeon was like semi semi casting this game. So like you could watch it there or CBS. I was watching Nickelodeon for the first couple minutes just to see what it was like. I got annoyed, so I moved to CBS. And I was like, you know what? This game is boring. I'm going to move it over to Nickelodeon to see if it's any more entertaining. And I, I'm telling you, like, this saved it. Nickelodeon saved this from being... People watch it on CBS. Like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. But, like, you just had to watch a boring game the whole time then. Like, that, like that's not fun. There's 10 punts in this game. And, I, I mean, it was funny hearing the announcers. The announcers are really bad. I mean, one knew, knew what he was doing because he was a football player back in the day. So he's kind of, like, describing it. It was mainly meant for people who didn't know of football, like, the rules. So it would teach you, like, how the game worked and all that, which was cool for, like, little kids aspect of it. But I swear that it saved the, the, the game. Like, every time that – I know it was fake slime, but I just thought it was funny how, like, that would shoot up all over the place and – like all the other little things they do, or like on penalties, they would like have the um um what's his name, Young Sheldon, 
pop up and like describe it and he'd be funnier with it. I just thought it, it kind of made the game more interesting. It wasn't just CBS people uh, announcing the game. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I personally think it saved the game for me. I don't think I would watch the whole thing if it wasn't on Nickelodeon. I would have definitely gotten bored halfway through it. But um, it was definitely fun to watch with all that. The announcers were funny. There's this one Nickelodeon like actor that was in this. She's definitely in like high school or something. And she was funny because she, she's definitely never watched football before in her life. And it, like they, when they would punt it, she would just be like mesmerized by it. Like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. It was just, it was funny listening to some of the announcers who have never watched football before. So, um, it was just, it was a good thing to watch. It was good that Nickelodeon decided to do that. So, um, I think in NFL, both of them like collabed on it. So I think that was cool for them to do that. And I, 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 do I want to see them playoff games? Probably not. I was thinking more like the Pro Bowl. Like, next year when the Pro Bowl comes back, like, put it on Nickelodeon. Like, I don't know. Why not? I feel like that'd be, that'd be smart. But, I mean, we'll see where that where that goes um, for the future. I feel like they could do it, though. I mean, I think they got a lot of positive feedback from it. So, um, I mean, there was, really wasn't much to talk about this game. Uh, Jimmy Graham scored the last touchdown with time with no time remaining, and he looked so mad. He just walked. He dropped the ball after he scored and walked right into the locker room. He definitely wasn't happy. Uh, might have been his last game of his career as well. Um, but so yeah, that there's really nothing else to talk about for this one. Um, besides that, Nickelodeon saved it. There's actually at one point though, the rest were talking about a, a penalty that happened, and one of the players, Cordell Patterson, um, dropped the f bomb. So that I there was a lot going on, on social media about that. Um, the announcers definitely uh, tried to keep it. Uh, tried to like pretend like it didn't happen but they heard it at the same time so that was kind of funny I I was kind of expecting that I was kind of waiting for that to happen like I heard jokes about it all week about like what's gonna happen and, like I was waiting for it and it finally did but um I mean they can't do anything about that uh so uh but yeah so Saints moved on uh there's one more game Sunday night game Steelers versus Browns the Browns come in, underdogs are ready first time making playoffs since 2002 haven't won a playoff game since 1994 um, their coach is out. He's sitting in the basement. I hear of his house watching the game with his phone turned off because he tested positive, positive for COVID. So he could not be there to coach them. So they have a different coach. They have a couple of different like offensive linemen playing, defensive linemen. They have different players playing that don't normally play. And the Browns dominated this game early. And was it the Browns playing well or was it the Steelers playing bad? Over the both. Browns put up 28 points in the first quarter. It was 28-0, and then it was 35-7 at one point um, in the first half. So the Browns looked good. They looked good. Like, a, they were okay. I mean, Baker Mayfield, 263 yards, three touchdowns. So he played well. But the big thing was the Steelers had a lot of turnovers early. First play of the game from line of scrimmage. The center snapped the ball over Ben Roethlisberger head into the end zone, and the Browns recovered it for a touchdown to start off 7-0, and then Ben Roethlisberger threw an interception. Ben Roethlisberger, okay, if you look at his stats one way, it looks good. If you look at the other one, it's bad. So he threw for 501 yards and four touchdowns. So he played good, but then he also threw for four interceptions, which that part is what's killed him. If he doesn't throw those four interceptions, I bet they win. But at the same time, the reason he has 501 yards is probably because they were down by 20-something early, so he just sling the ball down the field the whole time. So that's probably why he had so many yards in the first place, but... I mean, I saw the pain on Ben Roethlisberger's face after the game. I felt bad for the guy. Um, 48-37 was the final score. Ben Roethlisberger 
was sitting on the bench. It, I think he was crying. People said he was crying. And, I mean, uh, I, he could retire after this. So that could have been his last game, and he might have known that. Maybe he came into here like, okay, this is my last season. And maybe that was all he had. Or maybe he was just, I mean, Steelers went into the season 11-0. and They were 11-0 and after week 12. And the end of the season, 12-5. and So that means they won one game out of their last six. They weren't good uh, to close games out. Juju Smith-Schuster, people say he he was the reason. I, I mean, you can't put on one person. I mean, do I think that if the Steelers would have had a better first quarter, they would have won? Probably. I think the first quarter killed them. And after that, they put up 10 points in the second, 13 in the third, and 14 in the fourth. So they played good in those last three quarters. But it was that first quarter that really killed them. I mean, they even stopped the Browns from scoring in the third quarter, only gave up. 20 points in the second or second and fourth combined so first quarter was really what hurt them um but i mean hey one quarter can hurt you and that's that showed and now cleveland has their first playoff win since um when was it it's been a while. Uh, first time they've been in it since 2002. So uh, 1994 is the last time they won their playoffs. So first one since then. Uh, congrats to them. Hopefully they can get their head coach back for this next week because um, they are playing uh, the the Chiefs. So they have a big game coming up against them, so they better be uh, ready for that one. But um, the Steelers, honestly, though, in the third and fourth quarter made it close. I mean, it was a two-score. It was a 12-point game at one point. And the Browns had a quick three and out, so they had to punt the ball back. But then the Steelers didn't do anything with it either, so they had to give the ball right back, and that kind of hurt them. And then Nick Chubb had a touchdown, so that kind of uh, finished the game for them. But um, there's nothing much to say for this one. Turnovers killed them early. Browns were up 28-0, 35-7. They tried to make a comeback. They couldn't. And now they got their first playoff win since 1994. So um, now the big question is, uh, what what can the Steelers... um, What's the season's offseason going to look like? Ben Roethlisberger going to be back? I mean, Claypool's going to be better. Smith-Schuster will be better. All their wide receivers will get better. Um, will Mike Tomlin still be there? I'm assuming so. He's made them playoffs every year. Um, I don't think they should keep him. I don't like him because, I mean, they, they've been mediocre for the past how many years. But I guess we'll see where it all goes. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think a lot of these teams who made the playoffs and lost, I think it's going to be interesting to see how their, their offseason uh, goes. Kind of like, like the Washington, like are they going to sign Heineke, who just played an amazing game? Steelers, what are they going to do with theirs? Uh, Bears have a bunch of coaching quarterback problems that they have to figure out where is uh, Allen Robinson going to go. Um, not Allen Robinson. Um, but where is that wide receiver going to go? I'm blanking on his uh, on his. Yeah, Allen Robinson, um, so he'll, where's he going to go? Seahawks, what are they going to do with Russell Wilson? Or, like, their young core, they can, they got to figure them out. So all these teams are, like, lost. They they have a lot to do over this offseason. Um, so the first four games of the playoffs are really good and really interest, entertaining. Uh, three o'clock game on Sunday was only entertaining because of Nickelodeon, and then the last game was it was inter- entertaining just to see the Browns finally succeed in something. I mean, they've been so bad. They were one in fifteen when you're zero and sixteen, not making playoffs for a long time, and now they finally got themselves a win. Now they have to go up against the Chiefs the next week. So, um, those are all the games that happened this weekend. Uh, busy weekend in the NFL. Um, so now we can go over my prediction, see where that got me. Um, so the Ravens Titans game that I did predict right. Steelers bronze game I did not I I truly thought the Steelers game would Steelers would win they did not um I got the Bills right so on the AFC side I am uh I am two for three on the weekend over there 
Uh, the Buccaneers won. I got that one right. Seahawks lost. I got that one wrong, and then got the Saints right. So both sides, I was two for three. So four for six overall. Um, and the Seahawks I had going to the Super Bowl. So uh, I don't know why I had them going to the Super Bowl. I think I just did that because I felt like if I picked the Packers, people would call me a bias. So I think that's why I picked them to go um, to the Super Bowl. So that was a big mistake for me. But um, it is what it is over there. I'll kind of keep that going. So I have one of my Super Bowl teams out already. And the Steelers, I just had losing next week to the Bills. So I still have three out of my four uh, championship weekend games left or teams left. So uh, I will go through the schedule now, too, for the NFL uh, divisional round on Saturday. These are in central time, just so you know. So 335 central time, Packers versus Rams. I'll have I'll have a uh, preview on these later in the week, probably around Thursday, Friday. I'll, I'll get that posted. So um, that game's early, and then it's... Uh, seven fifteen Ravens versus Bills. That will be a good game. I feel like I just I I think all these games are gonna be really good, and that's what I'm really excited for. The only game I can see being a blowout is in the Sunday two o'clock game, Browns versus Chiefs. Also, I probably won't get to watch all these games fully because of I have work, so I have to watch the highlights. I'll go off of that for my uh recap on Monday when I do it for the divisional round. Um, but then uh, so that game Browns versus Chiefs is at two o'clock on Sunday, and then. 5:40 p.m. is uh Buccaneers versus Saints. So, some good games going to be going on uh, next weekend. Uh, I can't wait to review it earlier preview early in the week this week Thursday Friday and I can't wait to recap it on uh Monday when it's all uh over for that. So, that'll be uh fun to uh, fun to watch when I can if uh when I don't am out of work if I don't have anything else going on. Uh but so that's probably all I need to talk about for the NFL. I have one more thing quick for the uh, uh, Alabama-Ohio State game. Uh, playing tonight around 7.30 um, on ESPN, they'll play. There were talks earlier in the week that this wasn't going to happen until next week because Ohio State had COVID issues. And then I heard something about like maybe they're just doing that to give uh, Justin Fields some more time to recover from his uh, injury that he had in the semifinal game. And now it is happening tonight, though. Um, I'm excited to see it. If I get to watch any of it, I'm excited to see if Justin Fields can pull it off. I'm excited to see if the Heisman, Devontae Smith, can uh, have a crazy another game like he has been. Um, I really don't know too much about these two teams. I'm a Badger fan, so I don't. I didn't really pay attention to college football once I saw that Badgers were playing like garbage this year. But um, I think that I think it's going to be a good one. It plays at seven o'clock, seven Central Time, eight Eastern Time. Alabama versus Ohio State. Um, I, my prediction, I think Alabama's going to win. I, Alabama's offense is crazy good. If Ohio State can stay in the game, I think Ohio State will stay in the game early, but no, I don't think there's any offense I can stay with Alabama's uh, even in the third or fourth quarter. So I personally think that in the third or fourth, uh, Alabama will start pulling away, and they'll probably win by 14, 21 points. But who knows my predictions. But that will be my prediction. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to get too crazy in depth with it just because college football, I'm not – into as much this year i don't know it as much this year so i guess i can't really talk about it um but i gave you my prediction i think alabama won by 14 to 21 points in this one so um that's basically all i have for uh today's episode um i will have another one tomorrow though uh probably around the same time uh that one i'm gonna be talking about some nba covid problems they've had a lot of problems with that lately so i'm gonna talk about that um deshaun watson wants out of Houston. I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. I'll recap the college football championship that's going on tonight. 
And then I'll talk a little bit about the slow start in the MLB offseason with trades in the off, or in the free agency. So um, that's all I have for today, and I will see you guys in the next one.